What radio? The music you want. With your host, he's Dan. I'll be back. RadioWhat.com What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live in a living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous? It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do you go? DJLittleRock.com. Check availability, get a free price quote, and maybe you can have me at your next event. Yeah, I like to party with the people. Oh, last week I did a, oh, last Saturday night, I got to tell you, uh, I was talking all last week on the podcast about the the corporate event that I was going to be doing for Eagle Bank. It was their 100th anniversary. So, oh, wait, before I go into that, uh, today on the program, I have Vincent from Yard of Blondes. I'm kind of excited, man. They're a rock band, and I get to talk to the, the lead singer, uh, Vincent, and we get to we get to hear more about Vincent and the Yard of Blondes. So you have that to look forward to in your ears. All right, back to what happened Saturday night. Man, I was at the Eagle Bank, and this is uh, the fourth time out of five years that I've played for them. So exciting! I like playing, uh, you know. And the more I go back. And play with the same people, the more I get to know them, the more comfortable they are with me, the more comfortable I am with them. And it's just nice that they've they've kept calling me back. And I say four out of five years, one of those years, by the time they called me, I was already booked. So sadly, I couldn't do the show for them. But uh, thankfully, they called me in time and and I was able to, to do, do it for them. It was their 100th anniversary. And in addition to singing Happy Birthday to the company and all that, uh, I, I was compelled or I was instructed uh, to play music through the years for the past 100 years. So starting with, you know, the 20s. Here we are in, in 2019. So I was playing music from the 20s. I actually pulled out a, a good handful or two handfuls of music from the 20s. So I played about five songs. And, and one of the people that was uh, coordinating the event, she said, I think you could skip a few decades. <laughs> So I, I played one song from the 30s, a couple of songs from the 40s, and then we got to the 50s. Some people were starting to dig it, you know, and and uh, maybe maybe seven or ten songs from the 50s got into the 60s, and in the 70s, yeah, people were starting to groove. They got it, and then the 80s, you know, the greatest decade. Yes, the greatest decade. You heard me. <laughs> I got into the 80s and we kind of stuck there for a little bit. They were making announcements. They were giving away prizes. They did some games. It was it was so good. Nice to party with the people. Corporate events. You know, it it's nice when the companies, yeah, okay, you could have a very boring um, holiday party, employee appreciation party, where it's pretty much the boss telling you, uh, okay, we did real good last quarter. We can do a little better. No, no. Th this boss, he, he did that. He gave gave a few numbers here and there. And he says, look, I'm not going to bore you with what's on the already on the corporate uh, sheet. You could probably read that in the book. Let's have some fun. Bam, party time. Dig it. Partying with the Eagle Bank, Arkansas. So, hey, if you're looking for a bank, Eagle Bank. <laughs> and they're not even sponsoring me at all, but I did have a good time with them. 
All right, party people. Oh, uh, this week's shows, I'll be at the Old Post Barbecue in Russellville, Arkansas on Thursday night from 6 until 9 in the p.m. That's the video dance party, karaoke jam, family friendly. So after school, you bring the kids out and you have some good barbecue and you drink some good drinky poos because, you know, they got frosted beverages for the over 21 people. So. And, but I do keep the music family friendly. So please bring everyone, everyone, everyone. Let's fill that place up. Thursday night, Russellville, Old Post Barbecue, Russellville, Arkansas, 6 p.m. until 9 in the p.m. And then Friday night, it's Friday night. Yeah, my regular Friday night gig. I'll be at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. Yeah. That starts at 8 p.m., and we don't stop until almost 2 in the a.m. Usually last call is around 1.30 or a little bit after, but I play a, a few more songs because the people keep saying, I will, one more, one more, one more. <laughs> so, all right, and, uh, and they have a full bar. The kitchen is open. They got wings, burgers, Jersey Girl pizza. You don't want to miss that. Try some of that. And then, the, uh, the oh, there's a pool tournament that goes on every Friday night. Yeah, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know there's a pool tournament at the Rab every Friday night. Talk to Mark. Talk to Debbie. Maybe you could make some money while you're hanging out at the Rab. And then out, out on the party patio, they got shuffleboard, darts, foosball, giant Jenga game, checkers. They got it all. If you, you know, there's always something to do while you're waiting to sing on stage and you are the star of the show. It's a little concert starring each and every one of you. It's the Rab Friday night, 8 p.m. until almost two in the am. So those are my two private, uh, my two public shows uh, Thursday night at the Old Post in Bar in uh, Russellville, Arkansas, and then Friday night at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. All right, I think I've rattled your near your ears off enough. Let's get into it with Vincent of Yard of Blondes calling Vincent now. Vincent, please. Yes, this is me. Of Yard of Blondes? Yes. I have the pleasure. It's Keys Dan with the What Makes You Famous podcast. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Sorry, I was uh, having trouble uh, hearing you, but it's better now. I'm very good. Thank you. Oh, very good. All right. Phones are a wonderful thing, and time zones are another wonderful thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in central time zone here in uh, central Arkansas, Conway, Arkansas. You're in California. What part of California are you in, Vincent I'm, of Yard of I'm, Blondes? I'm in Los Angeles right now in Venice. Los Angeles. Okay. Give the people a little idea of who Yard of Blondes is, who Vincent is, for that matter. And may I call you Vincent? What's your full name? Yeah. Give the people an idea my, of who you are. My full name is Vincent Walter Jacob. I'm the lead singer of the band Yard of Blondes. And as you can hear, my accent, I'm French. And it's a pretty uh, international band, actually, because two of us are French. One person is from Turkey, and the other one is American from Los Angeles. <laughs> so it's uh, 
rock band, indie rock band from all over the place. I like that. I like that so much. I was listening to some of the music, and primarily when it's the the male singer, it's a really hard alternative grunge type, you know, hard rocking band. And then when the girl mm-hmm. is singing, she goes French for the most part, and, and and I'm just like, wow, that's like two, three bands in one, really. You know, if you listen to all the different tracks that you have available, then this is going just on your YouTube video, on your YouTube channel that I was listening to. Uh, you have so many different styles of music. So is it is it four different? Is it four people in the band? Yes, it's four people in the band, and yes, we have a wide range of uh, styles in our band because I guess uh, we love so many stuff, and sometimes we're inspired to do just an acoustic song. Sometimes we're like, oh, well, we we should sing in French sometimes. Actually, people said that to us in the U.S., like, oh, you should add some Frenchness to your band because you're French. And so we tried, and sometimes we just want to rock out because we like to do that on stage. So, um that's uh, that's pretty much it. It's just the inspiration and how it goes. No, absolutely, Vincent. And uh, you know, I'm so uh, happy to be talking to you. And, and just, I just want to know the beginnings of you. And I guess we can go since it's it's just you primarily at this point. And maybe I'll I'll get to talk to the other members of the band at some future event. But uh, certainly, give an, give the people an idea of of how Vincent started. Where. Where were you born, and where did you grow up, and and tell the people how you got your first taste of music. What were your influences? So I uh, I was born in Dijon, France, in Burgundy, the country of uh, wine and good food in France. <laughs> it's that. in between Paris and Lyon in the countryside. So there's lots of wine yard and stuff like that. It's pretty awesome, actually. And uh, I started music at age 11, I guess, when I discovered the band Nirvana and all the grunge scene. And I was really hooked up by this culture and uh, rock and roll. So I was drawn to discover the American culture, especially the music. And I started my uh, f- to write songs right away, I guess. I was 11, and I, I knew two chords, and I started to write a song with two chords. <laughs> and... <laughs> I just learned about a girl from uh, uh, Nirvana, so I just reversed the two chords and made another song. <laughs> Fantastic. You know, so so is American music very uh, accessible in France, or particularly in Dijon, France? Yeah, I guess, because, um, you know, there was, uh, it was, uh, it was not, a, you know, internet was not a big thing back in those days but uh, there was a lot of magazines and uh, there was like a late night uh, tv shows with a lot of uh, rock music it was mtv in france and i guess it was the same shows that in the u.s at the time so there was a lot of grunge music on the radio and uh, on the tv so that was a, a good soft power for america and we had all those tv shows you know baywatch and stuff <laughs> so we were all very familiar with uh, american culture from the entertainment industry well in vincent your english is very good much better than my french uh, which is almost non-existent <laughs> uh, now you say you had a lot of the american shows were they translated into french and I- i'm guessing that's what they were were they no, yeah, well, yeah, they were translated in French, so you had French actors voicing them, you know? So that was pretty terrible, <laughs> actually. And uh, I really learned English when I 
first arrived in the U.S. I relocated in 2010, so okay. nine years ago. What year did I you knew, graduate high school? I graduated, what year? Yes. Uh, 2001. So 2001, you're graduating crazy. high school. Well, how, was, how was your high school? How was Vincent's high school life in Dijon? Well, that was, uh, that was a great time because that's when I really started having bands. You know, I started my own band in high school and I had a, a couple of friends who were, you know, drawn to rock music the same way. And we had actually like a rival bands in the high school, I guess pretty much like in the U.S. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, you meet other people who like the same culture and music from other high schools around town. And uh, you start building a local scene with all the bands you do together. Excellent. So that was awesome. So your first influences was Nirvana. So I'm guessing in the 90s, yes. uh, you were mm -hmm. really touched by the, the grunge music of the, I guess, the Northwest, uh, primarily of the United States, is, is where that yes. kind of came out of, of the Seattle area. And, but you, okay, so you're, you were doing bands back then. Was it primarily in French or, or was it American uh, music that was uh, touching or a little bit of both? It was a struggling English, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I we kind of like to, that. <laughs> <laughs> we were, you know, we were really trying hard to be just like the bands we listened to. There was not really rock bands who sang in French. There Actually, there was one that everybody loved. But they who were was that? kind of very, there was Noir Désir, which means like uh, Black Desire. Okay. And they were pretty amazing. And, but their singer was uh, really, really like a poet, you know, it uh -huh. was really hard to uh, try to do the same job when you're 16, you know, and I guess we were a little um, shy just to, um, you know, that would be too obvious for people to understand what we were trying to say in our song. So singing in English was really uh, easier because you can say what you have on your heart and you know people won't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> I, guess that, I guess that works both ways. Now, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm very interested in the French music because I, on Friday nights I DJ a party at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas, and we have uh -huh. a, a few French folks that come in and towards the end of the night, as things are shutting down, I throw a few French songs in there just to, to let them, you know, feel at home and feel a little bit more comfortable. Now, you know, I'll be playing Yard of Blondes this uh, Friday night uh, for them, and they're going to go, who is that? That is great. What is that? And they're singing rock music in French. And you know, it's a, it's a hoot uh, to have you come here to the United States. Now, what brought, what brought you in uh, 2010 to the United States? You, you spent, I'm guessing, from 2001 to 2010. Uh, were you doing odd jobs in France or were you, were you gigging or, or trying to develop things? During college and university, for the most part, and when I graduated, I started working as a public school teacher in oh, Dijon, cool. in my hometown. Yeah. But, you know, I didn't want it to, it was like, you know, I felt like, oh, okay, that's it. I'm done. I have a job now, and uh, uh, that's going to be the rest of my life. And um, rock and roll music is kind of, you know, there's a no-go situation in France. I cannot pursue that like professionally so 
I was like, okay, let's try the American dream. <laughs> uh oh, yeah, because it, w- it what could have happened? It looks like that you could have, uh, you know, put on your tie, rolled up your sleeves, and taught the kids, and that could have been a pretty good career for the rest of your life. But uh, oh, it is, and it's still. I have to tell you, it's still because the job I found in the U.S. and L.A. It's in the French bilingual school. <laughs> Look I, at I you! Still teach music. That is excellent. Still teaching. I like teachers. Mm-hmm. You, you, that, <laughs> the world needs more teachers. You're not appreciated enough. It, you know, you, you now you're <laughs> you're in, in the United States. I'm I'm guessing you're buying a lot of your own supplies. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. you, you do have to buy your own pencils. You, you don't get a, a good allotment. And, and I know we need to work on that here in the United States. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I have to say, yes. <laughs> I'm very lucky. I, I work in a pretty awesome school. And, um, you know, in a, it's a private school. And it's French-American school, bilingual. And uh, it's really amazing, actually. Well, you could shout it I'm out, Vincent, if, if you want to. You could give them props. What, sorry? You could you could shout them out and and give the name of the school if you can if oh, you're yeah. allowed to. Yeah, yeah of course. It's called Lycée Français de Los Angeles. <laughs> Man, I like the way you said that. <laughs> Just you know, it, okay. Accents are are, are, a, are a wonder for me. I get to talk to people all over the world, and and I'm enjoying your voice, man. It's a it's very soothing, and and, and <laughs> but maybe not while you're singing because you really rock it out, man. You do, and yeah, thank you. It, does it hurt when you when you rock that hard, or, or have you trained your voice over the years? Now you say you went to university, uh, and I'm guessing you went to learn. Uh, about teaching did you have any other endeavors while you were in university actually in university i, I learned uh i was uh, majoring in philosophy okay not music that'll mess you <laughs> up for the rest of your life sure because you'll be thinking about <laughs> yeah. everything and and, yeah. and just analyzing everything and wondering mm-hmm. about everything so what did you learn That's in philosophy true. that is helping you today well, it's helping me every day, I have to say. And I'm actually, I you know, I kind of missed it. So I was starting a PhD program four years ago. I'm still doing it. Oh, my and goodness. So the man has job. smarts. <laughs> so I think I'm trying to infuse that in the loop of the band, too. Not not every time, of course. Sometimes it's just lighter. Or sometimes you just put your heart in the song. And you don't need to be a philosopher to do that. But uh, sometimes I'm trying to you know, uh, put a little bit of this, but it's a, another passion of mine that I have, like reading philosophers. So yeah, music and philosophy. <laughs> hey, never stop <laughs> learning. Thinking. All right, let's go back yeah, to Dijon, exactly. France. You're 11 years old. You're writing songs. Did any of these songs get recorded? Are any of these songs still available right now? Did they ever go, did your creations ever get into the universe? Yes. Yes, actually. I mean, maybe not the first ones. I think I, I lost them on the hard drive. But, <laughs> but I have a CD from my first band that we recorded a, a demo. And uh, I still have that. And it's pretty awesome to go back to it. And since then, I've uh, stored every demo that I wrote and every recording. So I got a, a whole catalog of songs that I've done. You know, I'm very... Uh, passionate about demos by the artists I love and uh, I try to save them for myself too I always think that a demo is a special recording because you have the 
you know, the power of the a moment when you're writing the song that you don't necessarily find on the actual recording in the studio afterwards. Very cool, Vincent. Uh, you know, yard a yard of blondes. Uh, so you have these recordings, and you know, are you are you updating them? Are you are you getting still getting inspiration from them? What inspired you in your first uh, endeavors as an eleven year old boy in Dijon, France, Vincent? <laughs> well, I guess mostly it was uh, tr- I was trying to copy what I like from other bands <laughs> and trying to crack the code how to write a good song in that style of music i think that was it trying to um find my way through my influences and try to make it mine i guess and i i think i still do that to this day oh sorry that's the venice beach uh (laughs) background noise of uh hey this is real life my man real life (laughs) yeah venice beach i hope everybody's okay out there my goodness I hope to. I think I've been by Venice Beach. I, I think I've gone. Let's see. I used to live in Miami, and I went up the seventy-five and out the ten, down the eight. I, I stayed in in San Diego for a little bit, and then I went up the uh, up the five. I guess uh, no, wait, out uh-huh. the out the ten, down the eight, and up the up the five. And and I I went into Los Angeles and and stayed for a little bit, and then I I had some parties there. So you're close to the beach nice. then. Yes, yes. I'm very lucky. I I, I live close to uh, to the beach. I'm uh, like 15 minutes away when I'm home. Oh man! So all right. So what? Okay. So you were your your life in in France. You 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 tried. You you struggled a little bit trying to get a rock band together. What actually brought you to the United States? Was it a job opportunity, uh, or did you think, hey, let's go to L.A. And figure this out. And, and was it a, a a duo at the time, or were all four pieces uh, in France? Uh, did they all come with you? No, actually, I came by myself, and uh, we all did. And <laughs> we met here, actually. Even the other French uh, girl that's in the band, who's now my wife. Hey, Mazeltov. <laughs> thank you so you met here in la it takes wait a minute it takes traveling from france to la to meet the girl of your dreams yes who who happens to be french too so that's yeah what are the to meet the french girl of your dreams now how how far away did you grow up from each other Uh, she is from the south of france you know the Cannes festival that's where she's from okay on the beach so she pretty much like uh, Venice, but in France. <laughs> so would you say she's from the good part of France, and and you're from oh, the? Oh yeah. Okay. So all right, all right. Well, good. <laughs> you married up. You did good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, fantastic. We both came in 2010 for the for the same reasons. I guess we were want we wanted to give a chance to uh, the American dream. I guess. And it seems like it's working out for you so far. So far, so good. You you got here, and did you you start teaching right away, or did you start yes. uh, farming yeah, yeah. out to different uh, record companies and maybe try to figure things out? What was what was your journey when you got here in 2010 to LA from France? So I tried to make things you know the right way and seriously. So I didn't let, leave until I got a, a job secured. So I found this job at the French school. I was lucky enough to be hired, and so I knew I had a working permit, you know, visa, so I could come here. 
So that's what I did. And uh, uh, pretty soon I met Fanny because I was looking for to, to form a, start a new band. And uh, we met and we started started as a duet, acoustic duet. That's why we have some acoustic songs still. And But uh, after a year or two, we were like kind of bored to be just the two of us on stage. And uh, we were like, ah, oh, we want to rock, you know. And uh, she was a punk singer back in France, so she wanted to rock harder too. So we started uh, to hire new members and we had different lineups uh, until the one we got now that is stabilized. <laughs> so this is it. This Okay, now shout out the members of the band, starting with, with you, Vin, uh, Vincent Jacob. Mm-hmm. And then Fanny on bass and vocals too. Forrest is on the drums. And Burak from Turkey is on the guitar. Excellent. That sounds like a winning combination. So you how did how did you actually form this band because the duet hey don't discount the the acoustics because i was listening to some of those as well and they're fabulous man you you guys were good as a duet already before you started to rock it out and do you still get to play some of those as well yeah yeah i mean right now when we're playing live we're more focused on the new record which is more like grungy I I really went back to my teenage years, you know, when we recorded this album, when we wrote it. And uh, we're not really playing acoustic songs right now because we're playing mostly short sets of 40 minutes. But if we get to uh, play a longer set, we'll add maybe one or two acoustic songs in the set because I, I really, really like to do that, too. Oh, I want you to do it as well, for sure. And, and you know, you you have all this flavor. And now you, you said the guitarist is from where? Turkey. From Turkey. Is he bringing any of his influences into the band as well? Oh yeah, but they are mostly their American influences. I would say. Okay. Okay. But that's something I'd like to experiment. You know, in the if we are recording new songs next year, maybe, uh, maybe we could you know, experiment with traditional instruments from Turkey or even from France. I don't know. That would be fun, I guess. See, now that Vin- we get our basics. Yeah, Vincent Jacob, you are you are touching upon the one of the rules of life is you, music is universal. You could bring mm-hmm. all don't limit yourself to any one genre. I love that this is what's happening with the Yard of Blondes band. Is that you? Okay, primarily grunge. Yes, that's how you're getting your niche. That's your 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 core. But you still have all these influences, particularly from France. You also have mm-hmm. some Turkey that you could bring in. Uh, you know, when you start singing, people might come and thinking, okay, I'm going to a grunge band, a little Nirvana, maybe some Pearl Jam, some STP, you know, thinking 90s grunge coming out of the Northwest, and then you throw a little Mm -hmm. French on them, it's got to blow their minds. (laughs) That's what we try to do, you know, live. You know, we usually start the set with, like, two songs in a row without talking at all, so people are like, oh, okay, it's just an American grunge band. Then I start talking, so obviously they hear my accent, and then we start singing with uh, 
in French. <laughs> ah, and then they know. And then they're and then they they're know. looking it up on their Facebooks and trying to become fans right away. Got got to find out more about this Yard of Blondes, how they began, how they formed, what they're doing. So in 2010, you start your you start your your day job. You got your your steady gig. You got your your work visa, and then you meet the girl. Was it all, also in 2010? Yeah. Yeah. Wow! Yeah. Right One away after landing here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, it was definitely was, meant to know, be. Go ahead, continue. I was looking to form a new band, and a friend of mine said, "Oh, you should meet her. You know, she, she's a she's a singer. She she's looking to form a band too. So you guys should meet." I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> well, big thanks that. to that friend. What's the friend's name? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, actually, he's another French guy. <laughs> another French guy. See, that's what you got to do. You got to come from Dijon, France. To, you know, I'm guessing, is it a smaller place or is it a pretty big t- a town in France? It's, it's a big town, but not that big, like 200,000 people. It's still big. But, yeah. For uh, France, like. it's big. For France, it's big. Yeah. For for Los Angeles, not so big. So you had to yeah, come no. you had to come all the way from France to LA to meet some French people. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that's how it is. When you arrive in a foreign place, you always end up meeting, you know, people from your community at first because that that's how you know, culturally, you understand each other and, and, and the language barrier at first because I was really struggling with my English first. <laughs> yeah, you're so right. You're so right. I, I imagine uh, you are correct that you would first want to meet up with people of your own uh, th- that, that at least were of like mind and had at least that there was no speech. Uh, the, the, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the language barrier would be taken care of. Yeah, it really reassures you when you when you're new in a in a new country to to meet people that can that you can relate to with the experience you're living. You know. Well, I've added you on Facebook. I, I found your your Facebook uh, uh, profile, Vincent Walter Jacob of the Yard of Blondes, and uh, you know I'm so excited to have everyone that's listening right now connect with you and find out more about what we're talking about. You know, the, I know you have a YouTube, you have a, a Facebook, you have a, an Instagram as well. I'm, I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And then, I mean, basic, uh, you know, the, all you'd have to do really is go to yard and you'll find it all. And exactly. The- and I'm, I'm, uh, in charge of, um, Instagram mostly, and uh, Fanny, she's uh, taking charge of uh, Twitter. She's really good at tweeting, tweeting because I don't understand it. <laughs> well, you know, Instagram <laughs> so and Twitter are all connected, you know, and, and even Facebook. If you if you Instagram something, you can instantly tweet and and, and Facebook it at the same right, time. You're right, but they're they're different networks, and I don't think they work the same way. Even if you can do that, I think you have to understand how social media works and Fanny she's really good at tweeting it and uh, if you want to talk to her go to twitter.com slash yard of blonde <laughs> excellent <laughs> all right talking to Vincent Walter Jacob of yard of blondes getting to know a little bit about how you started what your influences are you know just a uh, 2010 I know we kind of jumped ahead to when you actually got into the stage we, we had a little 
a little glossing over of, you know, you started writing music at 11 years old. Uh, some of that stuff is still uh, around today. You have a CD in your files mm -hmm. of, of the stuff you were doing in the early days. Now, can you yeah. see or can you hear in, in you know, the... I'm sure it's you, you get jazzed when you listen. Can you hear the the uh, the growth uh, from then until now? Uh, you know, and, and I'm get, were you playing? Wait, you do you play guitar? Is that yeah? Okay, yeah, yeah, I do that. Were you playing back then at 11 years old, or were you starting? Yeah, 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 yeah. I started, you know, playing the guitar and singing at the same time. I guess I all I I wanted to be a singer when I when I discovered the grunge scene and. Uh, Playing the guitar was the only way for me to, you know, just not sing a cappella at first. So I, I learned the guitar at the same time, and I, and I love doing both. And yes, definitely, I can hear the growth. Fortunately for me, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> yes, and, but you know, still, I can hear the same person trying to uh, write a good song and uh, with um, the same passion and way of singing and uh, and uh, understanding the rock music i think it's really logical uh, where i am today when i hear what i was doing when i was 11 it's not it didn't change a lot it's still the same um desire to do good songs in this style of music now vincent did you have any actual training in playing guitar and or singing well, I, I was fortunate that one of my friends, when I was 11, he was six months ahead from me in uh, guitar training. He had a teacher, so he taught me everything he learned. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the way to get out of paying for lessons. My goodness. <laughs> exactly. That was it. And uh, I didn't have much money back in those days. And uh, and uh, he was uh, really nice. To me. We were best friends, and he basically taught me how to to do everything i know today <laughs> well this sounds like a friend that, that had a lot of influence and changed your life and taught you how to play guitar yep. that's excellent that's right now how did how did you my get friend your, today how did you oh you still man that's staying power that's good although he lives in london but uh he's still one of my best friends well, with this internet thing, uh, you know, with Facebook and Twitter and and Instagram and all that, you could still keep to keep in touch with the people all over the world. And I'm talking to yeah. to Vincent Walter Jacob of the Yard of Blondes. He's out there in Los Angeles, and here I am in Conway, Arkansas. You know, and, and so yes, it brings us all together. And we're on the What Makes You Famous podcast, and we're learning more about you now. You started playing guitar at 11. When did you feel you were good enough? You know, how, how many years did it take when, uh, when you got, uh, when you said, let me start playing in front of people? What, how long did it take? <laughs> I wanted to do it right away because, <laughs> you know, my, <laughs> my favorite band was Nirvana, and I knew that Kurt Cobain wasn't the best guitar player on earth. And but it was doing it so well to me that I thought, oh, yeah, it gave me confidence to do it just with with knowing four chords, you know. So right away I wanted to perform, and then I just I was looking. I started a band with my friend who taught me the guitar actually, and we started our first um, band uh, when we were in like a 
maybe seventh grade or something like that. Yeah, well, you were talking about the the only French band that that played rock and roll music. He was kind of a poet, and I, I liken that to Kurt Cobain. He was kind of a poet, which reminded me of uh, of Jim Morrison of the Doors, who was kind of yeah. a poet. You know, maybe they weren't the best musicians, but they definitely were good storytellers and good songwriters. Is that what uh-huh. you're aspiring to be, telling stories with your songs? What and, and what kind so. of stories do you tell with your songs? You're definitely right. That's what I'm looking for: is to tell a good story, and write a good song. And uh, I'm not very much into the technical aspect of music, and more into the emotional aspect, I guess. And um, that's what I'm trying to do with my lyrics too. Uh, like I said before, sometimes I just want to, you know, um, give a personal. Uh, um, portrait of my feelings at the moment and uh that it's just going to be like a, a raw um you know raw feeling that i want to transmit or sometimes it's a story that i ne- didn't necessarily leave myself story that i heard from people or uh, sometimes it's more like a political uh comment on so- in society and um uh, some and right now I guess where I'm I am I'm trying to put more of the conversational you know aspect of uh, writing like con- conversational lyrics like more like uh, things that I hear in conversations and like a like um actually like a diary I, I I like to do that right now like writing songs like if I'm leaving something in the moment. Excellent, Vincent. I'm not sure. Uh, not sure. I'm very clear. Right no, now. no, you are quite clear. Now, if you can go specific into certain songs and what stories uh, inspired those songs, do, do you have any particular so, songs that? Yeah, go ahead. Well, the the new song "You and I and I" that we just released. So you and I and I, and it's about the multiple personalities one can have. Sometimes you you're acting like someone and sometimes you're acting like someone else and we all have uh you know different um not different characters but different aspects of our personalities coming at different moments in time and in the song so fanny's vocals are uh, portraying the darker side of myself so i'm trying to be positive i'm saying nicely it's such a beautiful day i think that and she answers with panic trouble and despair <laughs> and it's like that the whole song <laughs> yes <laughs> we're playing with each other vocals to try to tell stories now is it is are these things that you felt in the past where where you feel like everything is beautiful and maybe she's had a bad day and and she, and you're <laughs> trying to make her feel better or is this something that that you just came up with? How did this come, ab- come about? I guess a, a, a lot of our songs are dark because that's where our my songs come from, you know, the darker side, side of life. And it doesn't mean I'm necessarily a you know, sad or dark person in my life, but I think the music is a channel for me to, uh, you know, uh, try to overcome those feelings. So sometimes... Yeah, you, very usually it's more it's darker, and I think when I wrote this song, I was trying to uh, embrace the dual aspect that I feel in my personality and my own personality. 
you know, the dark feelings can come out in many different ways. And I know, uh, you know, with any, you've, you've heard about different, uh, problems of people having dark feelings and they express them in, in ways that, that aren't very sportsmanlike. Okay. With, uh, you know, with many political things going on. And I'm glad that you have the writing and the singing and the songwriting to, to outlet your dark, uh, feelings if, if you even have any now you know even if you're just expressing feelings that may have just been passing uh, you know maybe you're a very mm-hmm. happy person uh you know I'm, I'm not sure if you are but you know have you had any down down heart have, have you had any hardships in life how, how was your how was your family life growing up did you, did yeah. you was it primarily good or or bad or indifferent well, you know, tough question because yes, a lot of songs talk about my um, childhood and personal life. I, uh, first, my parents got divorced when I was five, oh. but you know, it happens to a lot of people. And then my I lost my father in pretty brutal way when I was like twenty years old. Oh. And obviously, this uh, you, you know is uh, it's in my songs and. Uh, it's something about, you know, you have to build your life around. And especially when you lose somebody, that some, someone that you're very close to. So, yeah, some of the songs are, I guess, very personal. But again, it's, it's stuff that everybody in their life will have to experience anyway at some point, unfortunately. So I guess everybody can relate to this. Oh, I mean, everybody goes through some pain, but it's how you express that, you know, and I, I fully believe that through pain and hardship, creativity can come. And it, I'm glad that you have this outlet. Now, are there any specific songs that that addressed the, the divorce and, and maybe the passing of your father that that you feel that <laughs> that that really inspired many. this song? I guess many. Um, there's um, new songs on, the, on our our upcoming record that are really uh, addressing this issue of uh, not not so much divorce, I guess, but the, the fact that, you know, losing my father. And um, yeah, those are not out yet. Those songs I'm thinking about right now, but they will be next year. Right. I mean, th- this is a way to keep keep his memory alive. I mean, you you can immortalize uh, your your father and and even yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, for that matter. I mean, that's one of the yeah, things that that point. <laughs> yeah, that you putting the songs out into the universe, potentially they could be listened to for hundreds and hundreds of years down the line. People are singing, yeah, it, "Oh, you remember that Yard of Blonde song that you know back in <laughs> two ni- 2019? Oh yeah, I remember that song. That was a good one." You know, you're, that's you're, something that always amazed me about music: the power of music. When you hear a song, and you, you instantly travel through time because it reminds you of your first girlfriend, of your first, you know, I don't know, uh, a particular era in time. And the other day, I was listening to Mozart, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that was like 300 years ago, and this music is still lives on." You know. <laughs> Could you imagine yeah, having amazing. that kind of staying power, Vincent? Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. But uh, just the idea of it is pretty amazing and powerful. And it inspiring. is amazing. And, and you know, who knows what Mozart's, uh, you know, I've heard stories about Mozart's politics and Beethoven's politics. And, and they're, 
the type of people that they were and it doesn't matter what kind of people they were the music is what matters it was what what's universal what has uh held the test of time and you're still listening to music from from the the i i as a dj i'm still playing music i i did a party for a, a bank on on saturday it was their 100th anniversary i played music from the the 20s i i don't know if if nice. it was translating very well, because maybe I played three or four songs from there and some from the 30s and the 40s. And people, you know, even the ones in the 20s, they still, hey, I remember that song. I remember what mm-hmm. that was. And, and wow, that's still, you could you have that staying power. Imagine your songs 100 years from now, people listening and singing along and saying, yeah, that was that Yard of Blondes. I love that. They're my favorite <laughs> That'd band. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I'd love that. Wouldn't it, though? <laughs> I mean, if, if your kids or your grandkids were, were listening to the Yard of Blondes down the line, it, it's, it gives you, uh, you you'll, be, you'll live forever. And, and you writing about your family, your father, and, and, and your, you know, the people around you, you make them live forever. So what are the... What are the things that are, in, are that inspired? Okay, the first songs when you were a kid was you emulating uh-huh. e- emulating other bands. But as yeah. you you grew, and, and do you, do you did you write journals and 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 make songs out of the journals? How, what was your process Not writing really. music? I, I always wrote songs more than uh, you know a, a diary or something. It was really my way to go through every step of my life, I guess. And uh, that's why it's pretty amazing because it was always through music. And uh, yeah, it was really important for me. I really took this seriously from age 11, you know. I never wrote a song. Maybe at the beginning, I was like trying to emulate other people, I guess, which is normal. But I I really sensed that there was a, it was a meaningful craft for me always. Well, on a side note, Vincent, I'm digging through your your pictures while we're chatting, and right now I'm taking a trip through Florence. <laughs> you, you're you're well traveled, uh, you know. I'm I'm looking at all these great pictures that you've taken uh, of Florence, uh, and what what are the great places that you've been to in, in your life, uh, uh, and and wow, I guess places that inspired Florence you. Florence was my it was one of my favorite places. I I went Florence actually because the arts over there, all the Renaissance stuff you find there and you know the life of the the people from that time michelangelo leonardo da vinci all those people they were amazing geniuses and yeah florence was definitely my best town ever because it's all concentrated in a small town and you it's you're wandering through the streets and you're imagining all these people living together at the same time and and doing this uh, amazing art together and it's just unbelievable so yes but i love you know i love paris i love spain too i spend a lot of time in spain because my mom is from spain oh okay she came here to france when i was six when when she was six sorry yes and uh and uh in the u.s uh i love uh you know i love la of course but i've been to new york i loved it i love seattle i love i went to mexico i loved it too Canada. I've been fortunate to travel a lot, so 
but Florence is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I just came across a, a picture of your your beautiful wife Fanny. She looks so happy wearing her disciplined shirt, but she's looking up into the <laughs> into the sun with her sunglasses, just smiling away. So I, I can tell that that was a a very good trip for you and and her. And I'm 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 happy that you met her. That it's good to have somebody uh, to to. Uh, to back you up and she's not only backing you up she's working with you you work together oh, yeah. you are making art together and does she uh, do some of the songwriting as well uh well not so much i uh, i would say but uh she's really um very very important to the band even if she's not writing the songs she puts her heart in the way she will arrange which is still writing, um, yes. you know, our bass lines, or she always gives ideas and she's really, really, uh, into like, um, uh, how do you say like, like organizing life around the band. She's really good at connecting with people. She's really invested in the band. She's really leading everything. <laughs> oh, it's nice to have that. It's nice to have somebody yeah. to organize you. Cause sometimes I'm not sure what kind of a person you are. You, uh, you could, write things down and forget where you put them or, or put things down oh, yeah, and forget yeah. where you put them. It's nice to have That's somebody me. to organize you <laughs> for sure. That's definitely me. You know, I was going to ask you about that. Who was the one that, that does the organizing or the arranging of the music? Is it primarily Fanny or do you all have a, a hand in that? For uh, arranging the music? Yes. So what, you know, usually we do it ourselves, but for this new record, we went, we wanted to work with a producer in the old school way. So we, we worked with Billy Graz a day. He was the founding member of Biohazard, a hardcore band from, from New York. And, uh, when we worked on that record, we really asked him to, to teach us some of his, uh, you know, skills of, about arranging music. And he, he helped us a lot. So we spent a lot of time in the studio rearranging the songs. I, I wrote previously. Vincent, it is, you have touched upon one of the best things about songwriting. It's collaboration. And and it's good to have a good producer, someone that's been in the business for a long time. Uh, with mm -hmm. Biohazard, hey, that's, that's a pretty big band right there. Uh, so you have that the the skills yeah. and you can come to him with an idea something that maybe you dreamt of or what where, where do you get your songwriting because i've talked to a lot of musicians some some of them get them uh get their inspiration when they're you know in the shower or, or driving down the street or you know they they wake up in the middle of the night oh i got to write this down uh, where where do you get the the mud, the majority of your songwriting so Sometimes I just feel in the mood and I, I, I sit down with my guitar and I I start writing stuff, you know? And I never have a like a writer's block or something. Whenever I I'm in the mood I always come up with something and usually I'm writing the whole song in a in an hour. I mean the you know, the actually the skeleton of the song with the raw lyrics and the first melodies and the first structure and then I demo it on my computer in my home studio sure and and then i have the first basic song which i send to my band members and then they can get their own ideas too and then we work it in the rehearsal studio and and then what what i did is i 
re-recorded those demos and passed them to Billy. And that's where we started working together. So we were tracking all the songs and rearranging everything, like copying guitar parts and put them some somewhere else or uh, deleting uh, bass lining, coming up with a new one, or uh, uh, putting the chorus at the beginning of the song instead of the uh, middle, uh, just to, you know, uh, for a different build-up. So, yeah, that was pretty amazing to work with him. So Vincent Walter Jacob of Yard of Blondes, that you've given me the now that's an interesting way to to write your songs. You set aside some time when you were inspired to write. You write. It's not something uh-huh. that that hits you all of a sudden. Because so, some of the artists that I've listened to or that I've talked to, the inspiration comes. At, when they least expect it, they're at the grocery store and, oh, oh, I was just thinking <laughs> about that. But you, your process, you set aside some time, you sit with your guitar and then let it flow. No, you don't have yeah. anything special. You, do you drink a certain drink? You eat a certain no. uh, food, have a light a candle. Uh, and what, <laughs> uh, how does you just sit with the guitar and things start flowing? Is that what you just yeah, said? That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. I, um, I mean, I've been I've been doing that for since I was eleven, and uh, I, I think I get I get in that mindset pretty quickly of creating. So I just sit, and I know I'm going to do that for the next hour, and it and that's it. You know, that is amazing, Vincent. Amazing, and then you send it out to the rest of your band, and they put it all put their little flavors into it, and you record it as a demo and send it off to the to the producer so he can figure out if you have something, and and you put it all together. Uh-huh. Now I, I notice you had some some remixes of some of your songs. Does he do uh, yeah. some of the remixes of the arranging as well, or do you send it to other other DJs and producers? Well, the remix was a one time thing, and it it was quite random <laughs> we were um we we connected with this dj joachim garot is a french very uh international dj we worked with people like david bowie or beyonce like this is quite huge you know and he came to one of our shows at the viper room in la and we connected he's like hey hey guys i'm french too how are you i love your uh, music and uh and he started like uh, telling us about his new project that he bought an RV and turned it into a, a hundred-person solar-powered recording studio. <laughs> Excellent! <laughs> and he's like, "Hey guys, I just finished it, and I was looking for a band to try it. Uh, you know, uh, do you guys want to come with me uh, one day? And we go into the desert and we work, we rework <laughs> one of your songs, and I do a remix." I think I saw that movie. It was a horror movie. Do you want to come out to the desert in my van? (laughs) Yeah, it could have ended that way, but no, it was actually very true. And we went to the desert and we actually, uh, that's the one, the song we released this summer, Je veux danser tout l'été, the one with the French words in it. Yes. And um, I mean, we, we had a, we, we, we had a a previous version that we recorded with uh, Billy. And we were not going to put it on the record because we thought it was like a, you know, a happier, light song. And we liked it, but it didn't feel it was in the same mood of the other song. And Joachim uh, was like, oh, I love this song. I'd like to do a remix. So we were like, oh, wow, that's the right opportunity to, to work on this song again and do something else. 
So we went to the desert and a videographer came with us and they shot the whole day and we got the remix version and the rock version that went out and that was pretty amazing. You know, and the uh, remix version is so different from what we do, but uh, I love it. Yes, it's nice to have a bonus track at the end of your album. Uh, and yes, I used to play records, vinyl albums. I, I miss them mm-hmm. sometimes. But, you know, hey, I have my MP3s and I'm okay with that too. But uh, you, you, it's good to throw a little extra bonus at the end. Don't limit yourself. We already talked about that, uh, limiting yourself to, to just one genre. Oh, you know what? I'm exactly. making a, I'm making a grunge record. No, you're not. You're making a record. You're making a Yard of Blondes record. It doesn't matter right. what it sounds like as long as it's all Yard of Blondes. It, it comes from you're you. Exactly right. And there's four of That's you. What- Yes. Billy pushed us to do that a lot. Like, yeah, don't limit yourself. You want to do that? Do it. Oh, I, I like that. I, I like that about you and your band. And, you know, just the the band itself is unlimited. You know, you're from all over this planet for the most part. And you found yourselves in, in Los Angeles, California, the place to be for music. You did good. I'm glad you're there. <laughs> Thank you. And so, all right, tell me about the gigs that you're playing and what was the first gig that you did? Well, I guess as you started as the, the duets with the mm-hmm. uh, with the then girlfriend, now wife. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What were the gigs that you were playing back in 2010 when you first got to L.A.? Well, when I first met Fanny, I told her, okay, I already booked a gig, so we got two weeks to get ready. <laughs> <laughs> and what did she think about that oh she was scared and uh but she was uh as crazy as i am i guess and she said let's do this and so i booked a small venue which is it, it was an art gallery on melrose avenue and uh i don't think it was the best show ever <laughs> but we did it and uh, i'm glad we did it well, I like the fact that you're meshing art with music because they go hand in hand and you got, it gives the people the, a visual, uh, you know, they're looking at all this beautiful art and they're listening to this great music. W- what songs were you playing as the, the duo version of Yard of Blondes and were you not- known as Yard of Blondes back then? I don't think so. Not for the first gig, but pretty quickly. I think the first gig I booked it with my name, I guess, because I was, you know, going to play by myself anyway, but I met Fanny, so we were like the Vincent Walter Jacob <laughs> band, I don't know. But uh-huh. yeah, pretty quickly, we, we wanted to be a band, and uh, uh, we found that name from a song we liked from Jeff Buckley, Yard of Blonger. I thought that's where it came from, a Jeff Buckley song. Exactly. Oh, great. Yeah, actually, it's a cover. He didn't write it. It was a L.A. girl band called The Nymphs back in the late 80s, early 90s. Excellent. And, they, and it's a pretty amazing song. And the first songs we played at that show, I guess, were my my songs. But I I wrote on my own at first. And Fanny was adding her arrangement. First, she was playing keyboard. She was not playing bass at the time. So we were putting some organ and some piano and stuff like that. And she was, like, singing harmonies. Oh, that's excellent. Well, I, I mean, yeah, okay. The song was written by Jeff Buckley, and let's see, Buckley wow. and, and Lori recorded a demo version of the song in 1996, and it's a tribute to Lori Kramer's childhood friend who committed suicide in 1993. 
even the name of yeah. your band is inspired by tragedy and and you know it it, it it's it, creativity through uh you know through tragedy and so my goodness but at the same time i like the fact that it sounds it's a it's a you know people like this our name because it can trigger different stuff yard of blondes could be you know blondes in the park having fun it could be some people think it's about beer blonde beer <laughs> okay i could see you that know, some people you, you know i like the fact that people come up with different explanations for that and uh but yeah the the what i loved in that jeff Buckley song is all the, the nostalgic approach of the vocals and i guess it's if you listen to the song, we don't sound quite like the song, but I guess it was a huge inspiration in the poetry of the song and in the electric guitars and the way of singing. I didn't get a chance to look. Have you covered that song? We did a couple of times live, but we never recorded it. Oh, do it. Do it. It's nice, you know, because it's nice to hear a band singing a song that sounds like the name of their band. It, it's kind of a, it's <laughs> right. kind of a hoot, you know. It's kind of cool. So, all right. So, after you played your your first gig as the the Vincent Band or or something around that, the Vincent Jacob Band, and you started as Yard of Blondes. Were you still the duet Yard of Blondes? Yeah, but but pretty soon we had a third member who didn't last long in the in the band. He was just playing the guitar. But it was still uh, acoustically driven. Uh huh. So does the your wife play play any music, Fanny? Yeah, she was playing the keyboard. Still. She plays keyboard. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. So you added another guitar. When did you get the backbeat? When when did it start to form into a band after the duets? I guess pretty soon after that, we went to on a trip to the desert area, you know, in Joshua Tree. Look at you and in the desert again. We, yeah, we started meeting cool people playing more like Americana songs. So I guess we wanted to uh, uh, blend into that style of music. So we started, we had a violin player for uh, a moment in the band, and we had our first drummer, and we were pretty much, uh, gain, you know, being more like a band that was still acoustically driven, Americana style. And then pretty soon I started writing new songs that were more like rock rock and roll. And the first EP that we actually recorded was uh, really, it sounded more like what we are today. In 2013, that Murderology EP went out and um, that was setting up the style of music we're currently doing after, you know, some research. <laughs> Very cool. So, what was the first gig that you played as Yard of Blondes with the with the full band? And 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 the, how long did it take to get the lineup as it is right now? Oh, it took a lot of time because we had uh, different guitar players and drummer. Mm-hmm. And uh, but right now it's stabilized. It's been two years, I guess. We are the same band. Excellent. And Sounds like you tightened it pretty up. Pretty awesome. Yes. Yeah. It's nice when it all comes together finally. <laughs> so, yeah, it is. <laughs> what was the first gig that you played as the now Yard of Blondes as it is? 
as it is now, uh, it was probably at the Viper Room because that's a place we play a lot in LA, a place we like because it's uh, still a, you know, it's a good club with a good sound and it's still not too big for us. It's uh, like the perfect size for a show for us to get, you know, 100, 120 people. Oh, yeah. We have a, a club like that uh, called TC's uh, Midtown. It used to be uh, where the Grand Ole Opry West was. Ooh, uh, yeah. Nice. And it's a it's a smaller room. You could fit a, a good hundred people in there, but uh, nice room. I'm, I'm kind of thinking that the Viper Room is kind of like it. I know the Viper Room just by its its reputation. I never had the pleasure of going there. I, I, one day, one day I will. But it's nice to have mm-hmm. a home, a home field, a home place where you can work things out. So and tighten things up a little bit and have an audience that that you could you know b- get the energy from and and feel what they're feeling because that's a big part of it when you're playing live you know and you know when you're playing live you have to have the energy from the crowd you you it feeds you it really does I mean how how do you feel as as things have progressed over those two years uh, how many songs have you have you put together with the actual Yard of Blondes? So we put up like a, there, all the songs from our new record, like upcoming records, it's like a 13, 14 songs. And uh, I think it, it's, we're very happy how it sounds now and I think we're ready. So that's why we're starting releasing singles. And uh, next year, the whole album will uh, be released and the, you know, the shows we're doing right now, I'm very, very happy, and the, the crowd is growing in L.A., so that's a pretty good sign, I guess. Such an exciting time for you, Vincent. I'm so happy for you. You're you're going, you, you, you've put this together, you're, you're making things, and you're putting them out to the world. How's the response? Are you, are you feeling like, like you're developing a, a fan base, at least locally or, or maybe beyond? Yeah, we are uh, very lucky because we have a lot of... Um, exposure in France too. We, there was a documentary about us that went on TV and they are, they keep re- re- replaying it. And then, <laughs> so we got, you know, both audiences in France and in uh, California, I guess. We even toured a little bit in France too. So it's pretty awesome to have like two countries where uh, it's going well. And in California, I definitely have the feeling that it's growing too right now. And, uh, you know, we just get got plugged on a Spotify official playlist. It's, yeah. it's driving more people to us, too. So it's really exciting. Excellent, Vincent. How did it feel to go back home and, and rock the house? It feels amazing. We did one show this summer. We went all, you know, we went back just for to see the family and stuff. But we were, like, gathering our friends and did a private show. And it was amazing. Yeah, any childhood friends, all the kids from school, what did they think? The kids from our school? Well, yes. well the the school uh No, wherever you the, did you get a lot of friends from from your childhood or or in your 20s? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, some of them, yeah. You know, a lot of people I grew up with or people I had bands with, they were here, they were playing with us. Uh it was amazing. Oh, that had to feel good. That had to feel so good. All right, what's uh, what's coming up? Uh, I know you have the the new album. You've been releasing little singles, little little tastes for the people, mm-hmm. so they can experience what Yard of Blondes is working on now. And when is the album, the full album, coming out? Do you have a date? 
I don't have a date so far because I want to keep experimenting with, uh, you know, releasing single and see what's going on along the way. And uh, by next summer, it should be out. Next summer. It's going to be the, the summer album to get. What to get. Oh, yeah. well, let's see. What can we play all summer long? Well, let's try this Yard of Blondes album. It's going to be good for your barbecues, for your surfing dates. Uh, when you're out at the park, <laughs> yeah, I got to listen to Yard of Blondes. We're going to rock it out. <laughs> so uh, any any gigs coming up, or are you going to be playing any shows for, for the people? Yeah, we're going to play in January, I guess, because we're going to release a new single. And uh, right now we're doing a little break. And uh, we'll be back in January in L.A. I don't have the exact date right now, but it's going to happen. We're going to do a little release party for the next single. So exciting. So how often do you get back to the Viper Room? Is that a place that you can go and work things out? I mean, I know that comedians, they, they go like to the comedy store, uh, you know, maybe on a Tuesday to, to go work things out. I mean, it's, uh, I'm guessing you have a practice have a, room, but go ahead. We have we have a really, really good you know, relationship with Viper Room. So I guess every time I call them, we, we get a gig. You know, I just have to ask. So we played a lot this year for maybe a once a month was like kind of a residency. And uh, yeah, we'll be back probably. But uh, last time we played the Troubadour too, and that was amazing. Oh, I think I saw a picture of you. Yeah, at the Troubadour. Yes, I'm I'm digging through your pictures. I'm stalking Vincent Walter <laughs> Jacob of the Yard of Blondes. And uh, ask for him by name. And <laughs> look at all the cool pictures, especially all the pictures of Florence. Man, he'll get you all. Uh, he'll get he'll get your art your art fix in. He'll get you cultured if you get to know Vincent. <laughs> okay, so how do you want the people to get a hold of you, uh, uh, social wise, or or connect with you? Oh, they can connect with me on, on Facebook or Instagram. And if they want to talk to Fanny, it's on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And that's all Yard of Blondes? Yardofblondes.com. You get everything. Yardofblondes.com. Any other avenues you want to tell the people? Or have we pretty much covered it? Well, wow. We, you know, we went through a lot of stuff I didn't anticipate. No, thank you very much. Man, <laughs> okay. I like to know about people. Everything. Yeah, I'd like to yeah, learn well, what, where, where you came from, what happened, how did how did you become who you are, this rock star? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was amazing. <laughs> well, I mean, hopefully in the future we can connect and update and find out where Yard of Blondes is heading. And if you want to get any other of the other members of the band involved, of hey, course. I'd like to hear more voices and more voices, I more fun. Next time you're gonna have Fanny on the phone. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, maybe after the uh, after next summer, or, or you know, just before you you release your the the full album, uh, we can chit chat again and and uh, and hope to promote that as well. All right, uh, perfect. Yes, Vincent Walter Jacob. Any last words for the people? Merci. <laughs> Well, there you have it, party people. Vincent Walter Jacob, Yard of Blondes, spelled just like it is. Mash those all together and put them in your Google search, Yard of Blondes. Find them on Twitter. Find them on Facebook. Find them on, on Instagram. Find them 
everywhere and yardofblondes.com that's pretty much all you need to find out more about yard of blondes find them on spotify add them to your playlist on spotify and uh check out the youtube for sure uh, there's a yard of blondes youtube and you'll find some cool videos of him rocking out and well the whole band rocking out really yard of blondes man they they rock they really do and they whip out that french and you're like what i I thought I was coming to see a grunge band, and here they are, grungy French. I love it. I love it. Man, don't limit yourselves ever. And throw some of that Turkish stuff in there, too. I, I look forward to hearing some of that, hearing more about Yard of Blondes and, and Vincent. And he's going to let me talk to his lovely wife, Fanny. I'm, that's a love story right there. Comes all the way from France to meet a French girl in los angeles hello that's what you do love story all right party people that's it for this edition of what makes you famous if you'd like to tell your story i encourage you give me a call at 501-470-6386 or email info at radio what.com that's it for me it's keys dan radio what.com dj little rock.com peace i'm out of here if you like what you hear follow what makes you famous social media Use the hashtag, What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook, at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram, at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter, at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube, at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. Listen to What Makes You Famous podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keys dan email info at radio what.com what makes you famous podcast is a production of keys dan enterprises incorporated at keys dan.com thank you for listening radio what the music you want with some great, great quotes there's a fine line between fishing and just standing on the shore like an idiot Stephen wright the music you want radio what Com. Hey, Keys Dan. What you doing? My line. I'm playing the best music by request. 24 hours a day. Click on the request tab at the top of RadioWhat.com. RadioWhat.com. Radio